Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk Archetypes with your host, renowned intuitive and author, Roy Solberg. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me today. This is Roy and this is Let's Talk Archetypes. Today my guest is Christina Gallagher. We're so happy to have her back with us. And uh, we're going to talk about the connection between the mind you know last week we talked about the spirituality of the body and how it needed to be balanced and taken care of um my guest that last week was angela hall and she talked about the house the body being the house of the soul and how we needed to take care of it daily weekly um just like you would your own home just keeping it in good condition so now we're this week we're going to talk about the mind and how it connects to the body and to the spirit. So we're going to explore the process. Um, you know, the mind is such a powerful thing. I mean, it it's the greatest computer ever <laughs> invented. We um, each of our minds takes care of memory. It takes care of the past, the future. It files things away. It's just an incredible, credible process of being a human being. And it's hard to believe that there was a time when people believed that there was no connection between the mind and the body. And, of course, studies, science has proved that to be wrong. Um, I love it when the scientists catch up with the intuitives. I mean, we've known this for years, that that the mind influences the body. Uh, And now we know that the body body cells have memory, and they replicate, and the mind um, is responsible for that, how we think, what we think. So we're going to talk about what the purpose of the mind is. It basically is there to create, to visualize, sort out, evaluate, make decisions, function, and do the linear thinking. I often use linear mind as an example. Linear linear mind means that you can only think or see things in a straight line, in a defined line. It's very unimaginative. And this is the part of the mind that can be great for making clear, concise decisions. However, when it overrides our intuition, that creative spiritual part of ourselves, then that process disempowers us. So we're we're today we're going to talk about how to work in harmony with your mind and your spirit and your body. Listening to your intuition and allowing the linear mind to work out how to accomplish whatever it is that you're directing, you know, being directed to do. So, with that, <laughs> I'm going to bring Christina in. Hey Christina. Hello and aloha. <laughs> aloha. You and your warm weather and your sunshine, and (laughs) 
we're yes, so envious. Yes, I am truly, truly fortunate to be living in such a beautiful place. It makes it oh. very easy to take that beautiful mind you were just talking about and imagine uh-huh. all the beautiful things that you can create with it. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. So your your company is Navigating Spirit, and so we're going to talk today about how to navigate your inner wisdom um, because we need that. We need the mind to go through the process of navigation in order to guide us to a life that we're really that we want that we're we're creating. So, tell me a little bit about how you go about navigating your own wisdom, your own inner wisdom. Well, I think it has begun from a place where I truly believe that our thoughts do create around us. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts manifest. And that has been something that I've done ever since I was a small child, thinking truly that everybody did that and everybody (laughs) knew about that. And Mm -hmm. what I've come to find as I've gotten uh, a little wiser is that that's not exactly the way the whole world sees things. However, I think it happened for me so effortlessly that I didn't even realize I was doing it. Mm -hmm. As I got older and I started to get um, more involved with the world around me, through college, through work, I realized that it's pretty easy to step aside and let that go dormant. And Mm -hmm. with intention, it's very possible to bring that back. And I find that I work much better in the world and operate much better in the world if I'm operating from a place of creation first and then allowing and trusting that what I'm creating will show up. And I think that that's a big piece that goes wrong for people when they're looking to create things in their world that they've heard about, whether that's through the secret or the law of attraction. Um, It's the creation process, trusting that it's going to come towards you and an inner belief system that you are are worthy to have whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. Mm -hmm. Now, Um, um, I agree with you on the... the you know, the fact that we see our life and our world as the outer. And so when we see movies like The Secret, then we try to manifest from the outer world as opposed to from the inner world. So what would you suggest to someone who is just starting out, who wants to, um, you know, change that process, begin the inner, I guess, the inner search? Absolutely. I think the first thing that you need to do is find your authentic voice. Find Mm -hmm. that voice within you that you truly connect to that is your passion. What is your why for doing the things that you're doing? Um, Recently I came across a gentleman, Simon Sinek, who um, had a TED, T-E-D, TED talk on how great leaders inspire action. And he spoke in such a way that he inspired my why, my why do I want to create the things that I'm doing in the world. Basically, my why is I see that this planet is two generations away from peace. My why is to speed up that process. That is mm-hmm. my my force going into the world. Now, with that, um, what I have found is that creating a little five-minute meditation in the morning, before I even get up, I can close my eyes, and I see my day unfolding in a way that makes me happy basically connecting with passion and joy and bliss will speed up the process for me. Mm-hmm. So I I basically will look at my day or think about some of the things that I'd like to see enter into my world 
and not worry about the hows, but worry, not not even worry, not, not worry at all, but focus <laughs> in more on the end feeling of it. So, mm-hmm. for example, if I am choosing to be with a friend who I know their life is really busy, but I really would like to spend some time with them that day, we might have that encounter, that possibility in my mind. I see mm-hmm. us together laughing. Mm-hmm. And then I let it go. And I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how that encounter is going to come to pass. But the emotion that I've attached to the to the um, the scene is laughter and joy and something that will mm-hmm. make me happy. And then I just trust that it will unfold in a way that it should. Um, and I get out of the way. So I've been doing those five-minute meditations now for a little bit. I came across it in a book um, that is... If you give me a moment, it will, it will come into focus. It's um, Infinite Possibilities by Mike Dooley. And right. he goes through the um, the process very simply by mm-hmm. not overdoing it. Five minutes is plenty. Be really gentle with yourself. Don't try and push it. And just feel the emotion that's associated with the um, outcome that you're looking about to, to um, intend into your world. The um, The flip side of that is that you need to act. You can't just stay in your house and think that your friend is going to call you and that things will turn out magically. You have to spend some action. You have to get out into the world and give the universe an opportunity to line these events up for you to make them occur. So active involvement um, along with um, intention, I believe, is the way to a path that's effortless, to effortlessly get what you want. Which is a definite combination of the emotional, the heart, the spirit, and the linear mind that says, and I have to walk out my front door. I have to take action. That's where the mind comes into play so beautifully when it is in harmony with the spirit. We know that manifesting, we manifest our day all the time. We either do it by waking up and saying, oh, (laughs) <laughs> it's morning. Oh my goodness, I have to, you know, do whatever and you have your list of have tos or your method of doing it blissfully and joyfully is a much more positive way and for me the key word for for all my clients is trust. Mm-hmm. It is that that just innate trusting that things are going to work out. You don't know the timing necessarily, like you said, but trust that, yep, they'll work out. And then celebrating the fact that, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, I believe that trust also goes hand in hand with staying out of fear. I think Mm -hmm. so many times we look at things and think, oh, I can't have that. That's not going to work out. I can't see how that is possible. And you know, I've looked at all emotions in two categories. They either fall into the category of love or they mm-hmm. fall in the category of fear. And if I can get to a place where I'm moving out of fear through baby steps of thinking, oh, okay, I'm feeling kind of tired this morning. I'm not really seeing my day flowing effortlessly. Okay. Well, first thing I'm going to do is have my cup of coffee because that turns my brain on for me, (laughs) and I enjoy that. That's something I really look forward to. The next step is, okay, what would make me happy today? What would bring me joy? And look forward to one event, 
maybe it's even a little ritual that I've created for myself that will pull me out of that sense of, oh, I really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And finding these little baby steps from that, oh, I really don't want to do that, to something that will bring my energy and my enthusiasm to my day, pulls me up, brings me out. And then I find that the thing that I really didn't want to do, I can accomplish so much faster. It's almost as if time speeds up when mm-hmm. I need to take care of that because I'm focusing on all the other things that really bring me joy. So I think it's that fear-love connection that helps people to move away from that dread um, and, and truly through little baby steps. And if you can't find it, I have talked to so many moms, especially moms with young children, that are offering themselves daily, they're nurturing their children daily, that they turn around one day and go, oh, my goodness, I don't even know what I like to do anymore. I don't even know what brings me passion anymore. So for them, I would say, take the baby steps of finding one little simple pleasure and do it, whether it's a bath or listening to your favorite music, going for a walk with your little headphones on for 10 or 15 minutes, just baby steps towards things that will raise your vibration to a place where you can get more into that neutral place of um, love and moving away from that place of, I don't even know what I want anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I have um, often recommended what I call my smorgasbord theory, where you spend a year just sampling, trying, do I like this or do I not? Is this something that gives me pleasure and bliss, or does it not? And it's amazing how when you go through the the the, um, the exercise, there are so many things that, for myself, that I was doing that I realized, I'm not enjoying this. Mm-hmm. This doesn't give me pleasure. It's habit. Or it is, um, you know, the family story that you have to do it this way. And so I, I love that. And I think women as a whole, um, as a group, we do tend to give and give and give and kind of lose sight of who we are and what we're about and and lose that mind-spirit-body connection. So, um, Along those lines, too, uh-huh. and I see this happen um, with a number of individuals around my world, is that you have a spouse, a friend, a child who is in a place of negativity, whatever that mm-hmm. side is. And in a hope to reach them, to connect with them, to pull them out of their funk, you have a tendency to sink down to that lower vibration to match Mm -hmm. it so that you can attempt to make them feel better, whether that is um, staying in that space that they're in, that they're creating, um, or just starting to buy into their story. Uh, Wayne Dyer puts it beautifully when he said, uh, you can never feel bad enough to make somebody else feel good, because if I could, I certainly would. But there is nothing you can do. There is no emotion that would, by being feeling bad will affect somebody else to feel good. So, you know, totally taking that and throwing that out. And instead, I see being the lighthouse. To me, I like that analogy of being a lighthouse of love, compassion, and a guiding post for others who are feeling bad to say, oh, you know, whenever I've met with you, I always feel better. After I've talked to you, I've always felt better. I don't know what it is, but I always Mm -hmm. feel good. 
And I think it's enabling the people around you to rise to your uh, energy level so that they can indeed feel better. And I think that's key. I think a lot of people feel that they need to match those around them, whereas mm-hmm. really being a guiding light in the world um, is, is a better approach. Now, I've also seen where those lighthouses generally are, and they tend to be on the rockiest coast, away from civilization, <laughs> and in places that are a little isolated. And mm-hmm. so because of that, what I've created and what I've found is that by creating circles of bringing women together, for me personally it's women, mm-hmm. um, those little lighthouses get together and they get recharged. And we talk about the things that are in our worlds, and we collaborate and we figure out ways to get past our blocks together. And it's so simple. You've probably already done it. You might have done it with a book club or a um, writing circle mm-hmm. or even a quilting circle. Anything that brings people together in joy is bringing like-minded minds, bodies, and souls together into one space to basically manifest what they want in the world. And that is what brought me to um, bringing the women together initially in these women's circles. Mm -hmm. I love the women's circles. And it is the sense of community that you're pulling together, that, you know, we are all one. And I want to add on the, if you have a a spouse friend in the shadow, the... um, Whatever you focus on expands. So if you are focusing on where they are instead of shining your light, as you said, then that um, negativity is spreading. It's getting heavy, and it doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve the person. It doesn't serve you. So I love the analogy of the white lighthouse, and um, you are a shining light. So tell me more about these circles. How long? When did you start those? I have an initial circle that I started almost a decade ago. Mm. And the women that have um, started with me in that circle, I would say every single one of them, with the exception mm-hmm. of one, uh, has moved. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love Hawaii for many reasons. It is a uh-huh. very, uh, it's a gathering place. I live on Oahu, mm-hmm. and Oahu mm-hmm. is known as the gathering place. It gathers love people it. together. But... It is generally a pit stop in people's lives. So Uh they come in, they get whatever they need, they fill up, and then they go back Uh out into the world. And so I have friends scattered everywhere, which can be a beautiful thing. Uh So my initial group has now moved on, and uh, I have had uh, others come in and come out. We've settled Mm -hmm. down into a very intimate group at this point, and the women that I share my time and space with all have said they really enjoy the intimacy of the history that we have together, and they'd like mm-hmm. to keep it small. As a result, and seeing the power of what these circles can do, I started a second circle about a year and a half ago, bringing uh, another group of people together, women, to uh, share uh, time, stories, and space. But the circle is constantly changing. That one basically meets once a month, and whoever is feeling uh, drawn to the synchronicity of that moment will show up. We actually had one last night where I had a friend who I had not seen in about five years, Maureen O'Shaughnessy. Oh, my goodness. 
Okay. Yes, who I know you know. She mm-hmm. um, she has been out in the world and creating beautiful things, and I happened to be at uh, Dr. Weiss's Many Lives, Many Masters seminar this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And we just happened to <laughs> bump into each other, and I said, you know, I'd love to have you come and join in our circle again. She had done one mm-hmm. a bit ago. I said, sure, I would love that. So last mm-hmm. night, Maureen came together with about other about seven or eight other women and just shared her gift and stories with women who wanted, for whatever reason, to move the momentum of their lives forward. We changed so many um, thoughts, concepts, ideas about our blocks through just mm-hmm. coming together, the synchronicity of one person meeting another, inviting another. Um, every woman left changed last night. And so I, I have it. to say I'm coming to this talk today <laughs> charged with all that beautiful energy oh, around Maureen last night. Yeah. But I do believe yeah. that synchronicity happens and truly the um the idea that I would like to share the most is if you're feeling called at all to gather women together, to gather men together, to gather children together, to gather a community together of any like minded people, do it because something special will occur with the synchronicity of those uh, spirits, minds, souls, bodies coming together in a space mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. collectively the the genius will just appear and people's answers will be created for them in ways that they would never have seen coming. And it is such a beautiful way to speed up the process of, well, I'm not sure how this is going to come into the world, but mm-hmm. it's what I'm desiring, it's what I'm choosing is what I'm feeling is my next step. And then to have these beautiful minds and come together to mastermind basically what it is you're choosing. So I can't say enough about creating circles to um, speed up the process of your growth mm-hmm. and your passion. Yeah. Now, if someone has a question about how to begin, can they contact you at navigatingwisdom.com? Always. I would okay. be very pleased to see where all of this is going to extend out mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting that when you gather a group together like this, it it's it's like you overcome all of those mental blocks, all of the mindsets that people have in order to get in touch with the spirit. I you know the body as I said, body, mind and spirit has to be in harmony. It has to work together. And Circles and groups of people of like mind, as you said, that synchronicity, means that you can dissolve some of those those blocks, those barriers that one has set up. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about was you um, said in in you know as a beginner mind you want to stay open to what can come into your life, mm-hmm. but also tell, talk to me about some of the rituals. Mm, yes. So, um, like everybody else, I am not on full throttle all the time. There are times when I start to sink into the, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing on the planet phase. Um, And so what I've done is I've created these small rituals to kind of keep me on track. So one of the things that I um, find is very helpful, um, and I feel very drawn to, are the four elements. Um, the water, fire, air, and earth elements. And so I've created um, small pieces of adding them into my daily life so that um, I feel more connected. An example of this would be I have a water glass 
that um, I drink a lot of water during the day. Mm-hmm. It is my uh, my go-to glass. It is a beautiful goblet that I um, had been so fortunate to be given by my son, who mm-hmm. put all these beautiful little hearts all over this goblet for me. Um, it's my water glass of intention. So every day when I pour my water into my glass, I see it as a glass of love that I'll be drinking and partaking of. It sits on my counter. When I see it, um, it brings me joy. So instead of looking at getting that eight glasses of water in every day, I look at it as an opportunity to place with intention what it is I would like to have in my body that day. Mm -hmm. So just gently I hold my glass with the water in it, I place my intention on the water, and then I drink it or I just let it go. Um, And it is my way of connecting with adding intention back into my my world, into my body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have my grandmother's silverware, which um, my grandmother was a very special mentor in my life. She was my hero, and she has passed on. So I like to have lunch with her occasionally. <laughs> so I will take my silverware that she gave to me and have lunch set up pretty with um, a napkin that is, a pretty little napkin on uh, a plate with a um, with her silverware set up and my water glass, and actually sit down by myself and have lunch. Rather than rushing through it, I sit mm-hmm. down with the food in front of me, and I set, send off a silent little gratitude for the food that will be nourishing my body, drinking this beautiful water that is intended to fill me up with whatever I might need, and be still. And it's during those moments that these beautiful ideas start floating into my mind. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. do this all the time. I just do this in little spurts when I feel that I want to bring it in. Like anything else, if it becomes something you have to do, it's no longer fun. So I see it as things that when, on occasion, it comes to my mind, I pull them back in. Now, as far as dinner goes, I must must have this focus around food and water and and my (laughs) meals. But as far as dinner goes... I love it. Our family creates a special, as my husband will put it, ambiance each night for Mm -hmm. dinner. We have music playing in the background. We have a candle that's lit on the table, which would be the fire element. The music Mm -hmm. is floating through the air. And, uh, of course, we're standing, sitting, and being on this beautiful earth, which is uh, the earth element. Uh, So Mm -hmm. it kind of brings all the elements together during a meal. I cannot state with emphasis enough the beauty that comes out of our dinner time discussions. And with two young teenagers, it is something that brings our family together. So yes. the talk and the conversations that happen around the dinner table generally are our mainstay of staying together and staying connected. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny, as the night goes on and our dinner comes to an end, funny conversation will lead to what we call our dinner ender, which is something that is absolutely so ridiculous and so funny or so funky <laughs> that we look at each other and go, yep, dinner ender, and that's when the, the plates get cleared. But that's oh, become my. our little ritual, and uh, uh-huh. I think it's really important for families to not only take the rituals of the holidays and perpetuate them, but to create their own, something that's uniquely their own, that is meaningful to them. Yes, and to do it daily, daily. Yes. Well, Christina, this has been great. I'm so glad that you came back and... and uh, joined us again. Um, I hope this is one of many. Is there any, we have like 
two minutes left. Is there anything um, anything that you would like to add to tell our listeners? Oh, my goodness, the time just feeds when I'm with you, Roy. <laughs> um, I love it. You know, I came across this idea uh, a little bit ago, and um, I'd love to share the gist of it, which is we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And within the Hawaiian culture, I've come across this beautiful um, bowl of spirit. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. a saying, it's a a little ritual, basically, where as we go through life, our bowl gets filled up with rocks. And every so often, and these rocks are the things that are negative that may happen to us along Mm -hmm. the way, the things that we experience. And every so often, we have to huli our bowl, meaning we have to turn over the bowl, let the Mm -hmm. rocks out, and let the light that is us shine because that's truly what we're here to do we're here to shine play and have fun and passion so if if there's one closing thought i can leave with it would be not to uh let your light get dim to hula your bowl and remember to be the shining beautiful being that you are in the world oh i love it thank you so much next week we are going to finish the the um the three elements of body mind and spirit with spirit and my guest is Katie Rose from London she is a musician um you can go to the to the blog and get more information on her as well as on Christina i have her information there in her navigatingwisdom.com so um please join us again in this last minute i want to read something very quickly to you from the buddha All that we are arises with our thoughts. Speak or act with a pure mind and heart, and happiness will follow you, just like your shadow, unshakable. See you next week. Have a good one. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.